0: all right and we're live you want to take a minute introduce yourself yeah my name is ash um asher lips i've been living in eugene for like the last seven years um go to college here a psychology major um kind of delving into the music realm, finally. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so you finished music school, and now you're doing psychology major. Yes. Are you going to be a therapist person, or are you? So I've kind of gone back and forth. It was one of those things where, like, I didn't know what exactly I was doing right out of high school and was like, oh, snap. Like, I guess I'm going to go to school, and I jumped around. I was a business major, did general social science, all this other stuff. Ultimately dropped out in 2017 and was, like, starting down that music path, like, moved back to L.A., was about to like go into the full you know music scene, like started performing, and yeah. then a bunch of craziness happened. So I was like, take a step back and let's go to music school and like really yeah. establish the fundamentals of like you know business and all these other things. Yeah, the so, business behind music is just a behemoth because you got to realize at some point is like you really don't make any money from people just listening to your music streamed. Not at, at all. all. Yeah. It's really scary. Like if you look at the numbers, especially like the amount that Spotify is making as compared to a lot it's of these crazy. artists, it's yeah. crazy. So I actually thought of it. I think the best way to do that would be, so everyone who listens pays $10 a month or $5 a month, or however, if you're a student or whatnot and out of that say you listen to like one artist the whole month like may, say spotify they even take 20 percent, but of the eight dollars it literally goes to what percent of music you stream wouldn't that make way more sense exactly and so i stream like one song by whoever drake a thousand times but then i just stream kanye a million times they each get that percent whereas if i only listen to one artist they get my whole eight dollars that breakdown is really confusing at this yeah. point too it's like and as a, an artist yourself it's like sometimes not as clear or transparent as you'd like to you okay. know figure like, out like oh you get a tenth of a percent or a tenth of one cent per stream exactly what (laughs) just buy a t-shirt please like i know uh, oh my god have you have you ever tried getting into selling merch though i have not but i have friends that are doing it currently like just releasing their merch now and it's like you know they have beautiful products but i'm it's scary it's It's crazy (laughs) for me personally i like got all the way there and then i'm like Shipping a fucking t shirt to a different part of Eugene costs ten dollars nine dollars. No way. And so I was like I'm like, okay, I can get the shirt, I can get it made for pretty cheap. I could sell t shirts for ten or fifteen bucks and like that's a really good price for a t shirt, but then it's like Shipping literally makes it so I have to sell it for twenty five. Like that's fucking bogus. And then at that point, it's like, whoa. Well, yeah, why? You know? Because I'm like the whole thing is that like I think it'd be really cool to have really inexpensive merch and shit for people to get. You know? I agree, and I honestly have been looking into it too. Like the other thing that I really strongly dislike about the community right now is like the fact that vinyl is sort of like not at the forefront. Like I love buying you know vinyl and just like having a piece of yeah. physical you know material in front of me and be able to slap it on. is like it's totally different in being able to open up the album art and, like, actually look at a physical piece. But yeah. it's, like, cost prohibitive for a small artist it's to even unbelievably get, like, impossible. you can't even get your name. Like, there's no way. It's, like, they mm-hmm. don't they don't have the time. Yeah. Like, I so. have a couple that aren't special, like, whatever. Forever, Forever, going MF Dooms and Food. Like, they're just yes. normal. But then if you have, like, Kanye's Dark Twisted Fantasy, it opens and it's three things. And same with, um, I want to get Childish Gambino's because of the internet. Because it literally comes with the screenplay I've heard. Oh, um, okay. Because have you heard that? Like, clapping for the wrong reasons? He made a short film. I would need, I'm terrible with song names. I'm um, good at the listening of songs. And, yeah. Like, I can remember it once I've heard it, but. Yeah. Oh, so, so can Gambino, I'm trying to make, like, a world around his because of the internet. Well, that's that's the, the live show I saw of his. Okay, gotcha. Where Danny Brown opened for it. Um,. He made, like, a screenplay, awful screenplay. But he recorded um, a whole short film cause cl- called Clapping for the Wrong Reasons. It's, like, 40 minutes long. It's about, like, okay. where he was living when he made it, where, like, Chance the Rapper's, like, live in there and everyone just hangs out. And it's like, wow, that's... It's really... Cool. So it's, like, a world. When, like, when there's a world, the vinyls make a lot more sense than if it's just, like, well, here's an album just printed on a vinyl. Completely agree. And I think that, you know, as time passes, just... The way that all of the mediums are sort of combining and overlapping and like the genres even like I, like we're talking about electronic music it's yeah. just sort of like seeing all these different influences coming on top of each other and melding and you know I'm i think that excited. the next few years it's a complete renaissance and it's a total Wild West as far as, like, the types of combinations of everything that we're going to be making in, like, synesthesia and, you know, I don't know if you've read Oliver Sacks or any of that. No, but, what is it? Um, he's, he's a psychologist, but also an author um, who talks a lot about music and just, like, mm-hmm. that combination of psychology and music and synesthesia. And so I, I find it super fascinating, you know, just having that ability to sort of, you know, combine and use different senses and feel those in different ways that could, you know, contribute to the way that you make your art. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, not that I experience it myself, but just in seeing like other artists that, you know, talk about the way that they, you know, see color or things like who's that. An, who's an artist that you've heard, that you've heard talk about um, that you agree with? Cause I, I've, I've heard a few and I think, Oh, a couple of those are totally lying or being bogus. I think that Pharrell, it would be the Ooh, first yeah. person that I would jump to. He has, um, who does he have an interview with? I'm blanking right now. Um, he looks like God. Okay. Uh, I, I will figure this out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically... Um, is it Rick Rubin? I, yes, Rick oh, Rubin. Oh my God, is it actually? Yes, I was yes. Like, it was is Rick God. Rubin. I'm like, is, that's he, so he, funny. He just looks like God. He's oh wearing the sandals. God. He's so chill. And He's some, some like Super it, sage old man. Yes. That's he, so fucking sagely hilarious, dude. And so he, that interview... I was like, not Charlemagne the God. I'm like, no, no you, no, you no, wouldn't make that connection. Rick Rubin. Perfect. Yes, exactly. so fucking funny. Nice. Yeah, so he has an interview with Pharrell, and just the way that he describes, like the way that he melds you know in combinations of things and like the colors and the textures like Mm -hmm. i'm not sure that he has synesthesia but that was the first you know thought is just like the way that his brain is going about piecing Mm -hmm. together music but using other senses and yeah. like that kind of combination so, so from from my here's what and i've said this once on the shows like episode 17 is so long ago the first person who i ever heard like just kind of jerking them off saying they had synesthesia was lady gaga she was like every time i make music i'm painting an album or painting a picture and every song in my picture creates a, a, a beautiful painting and then she makes her album cover a picture of her face instead of whatever painting she's making yeah. i'm like do you really though the here the way i've almost i would say i've almost experienced it on the peak of quite a few substances um and the way i've heard it kind of corroborated by other people being like this is kind of what Is it's almost like like you know the snare hit, like the the kick drum hits and it's almost like a blue sound in the middle and then like 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 you almost just see like a bunch of flashes of sounds exactly yeah And it's like i think that's pretty universal that everyone like almost kind of on experiences of that. that yeah but i don't think it's just like this painting yeah no i i I would say that that's a little bit far fetched too. Far-fetched. At least as far as my own personal experience, mm-hmm. it's who like, are we to ever? I really anyone. could not say, but like I, yeah, even on substances, I would say that it's like more of an auditory thing. Even still for me, like mm-hmm. yes, there may be hues involved and, like I, yeah. I think that that's really a. Beautiful have you ever K hold though? I have not. Okay. No, that'd be the one time where I'm like, okay, maybe I experienced it like a like very heavily like a movie, but it was- I think that I have done ketamine maybe once i'm not i'm not even sure if that's true i couldn't say myself that sounds like a sketchy situation when did you maybe try this was (laughs) 2016 um yeah lightning in a bottle probably one of the best festivals that i ever went to it was like spur of a moment like i think i had broken up with my girlfriend and like decided to go like literally by myself like met up with friends once i was there and like but it ended up being such an like an exciting and insane experience and then yeah, I, I was on a, like a lot of substances, so it's sort of hard to say what you know the ketamine had done. But I do—I so n- would not imagine that I was in a K hole as yeah. far as what I've heard other people describe. What's your favorite substance? Because you said you're off of them now. You're yes, like, I really—I mean, marijuana. Yeah, like, marijuana. I'll, that's the one I stay away from. That's interesting. So I, today is like a caffeine and marijuana day. Mm, it's nice. just like, and I rarely do either now. It's sort of like a you know, if I'm like a little, I was really nervous to even come today. Aww. So I was like, you know, I'm mean, going to smoke a little bit of weed yeah. and the, like the caffeine, you know, it's, I think that that's kind of the perfect combination. you on the me. herbal mate train, right? I, yes, saw. That, I, mean, I am as well. As far as coffee, there's no way I get too jittery and too, too much. So yeah, no, I think that marijuana is like pretty much the extent of it now. Um, hallucinogens though, like in my experience have been the most, I think eye opening. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as far as like I don't know, pure, like, hedonism or, like, you know, pleasure. Like, I would say that there's other substances that I definitely, like... Opium and MDMA take the kick Yes, like, or, like, MDA, like, Mm -hmm. sas, Yeah, yeah. Like, those types of things, yes, it's great. But I feel like I loved the experiences that I had with hallucinogens. That sort of, like, really definitely got me kicked into the direction of even making music and, like, exploring art and, you know, using vibrations and frequencies. Like, I've also been working on visuals now, so it's sort of... I'm expanding the spectrum, you know. So what is that? Um, so basically, there's a company called Lightform that does like visual project, projection, like AR, augmented oh, reality. Yeah. Um, and so it's like kind of in like an Apple sort of like format, super simple. Like basically, it's like Photoshop in real life. Mm-hmm. And so I've been sort of delving in that you know realm, doing stuff so that like as soon as I have you know a live concert or yeah. you know even for, for my own you know personal stuff, mm-hmm. if I have a live show at my mm-hmm. house or if I'm you know broadcasting, it's sort of like yeah. I have the ability to do. That's you incredible. know a whole nother layer of the performance. Before which is... my next question is going to be how big can it be? But do you want some water? I feel yes, like an please, asshole for not giving you water. Let's no, pause That, that is my. And we're back. Awesome. So so how big can it be? Like could it be thirty by thirty feet or like? So essentially, the only thing that is really limiting you is the size of your projector. So okay, essentially, yeah. they they sell a version that's like the all in one. So like if you're you know in your house like having that projector is. You know the computer and everything like is all built into one piece. Yeah. But they also sell something called the LFC, which is basically just like the um, the webcam and then like the little like you know software and like the hardware for the. For the device Mm -hmm. and you can essentially just plug an hdmi into that so if you had like one of the big boy projectors like if you're at a stadium or whatever you can use all of that it's essentially whatever the camera can capture and it's i think 1080p potentially working on you know higher levels of resolution Mm -hmm. but it's been amazing you know right now in my house it's probably like i'd say like eight feet tall by like 10 or 12 something like that like whatever the correct ratio is I'm not sure but yeah it's like 10 it. feet you know wide on the wall so yeah. and it- so how far into you into finishing some of your own music to do live shows so I, I mean I would say that I'm at the point now where it's like I'm every day just like jamming out to you know i I have a moog now so i've i've just been like are you serious yeah so i mean it's the monophonic it's the sub 37 so i've basically just been jamming out you know every day like to i'll just throw on a playlist or like you know just like chilled cow or whatever it is and just play along for an hour so i have a feeling that you know it's sort of like the live performance aspect as soon as i had you know like another drummer or like a guitarist or a bass player like a lot of those things could be in the works like are you a vocalist I am, but it's something that I'm, you know, I think that we're all like, especially before we're fully releasing music and like out there, out there, it's just like super vulnerable. Yeah. And so I I think that it's something that I would love to develop more. And like, you know, I think that the confidence will come through, like once I'm actually feeling, you know, in that present moment. But I think that that vulnerability and kind of self-consciousness, you know, is still like, you know, when I like record a track, like I can hear it in my voice that it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, like. Yeah, I think I'd be the opposite. As soon as I was live in front of people, I'd be like. All right, I'm no longer a musician. I'm sorry to cancel this on everybody. It'd be so much. It'd be like, all right, this is actually impossible. It's crazy, yeah. Um, I actually think I'm not gonna do any vocals on any future music I make because I'm like, gotcha. I really wanted to like be the singer on the first album I made. It was it was garbage because of it. Um, <laughs> no. But then with my next one, I'm like, like right now, I'm kind of just using some stems I found off of Splice for my very first song, and then I can approach other singers and be like, yo, I could do this with just some fucking, like, literally just a sample I exactly. found. So could you actually sing these cheesy ass lyrics for me? Exactly. I almost want to change uh, name the first album or the first EP or song. Why the fuck do EDM uh, songs always have the cheesiest lyrics? Because they do. It's, it's really <laughs> true. <laughs> you it's gotta like, get it out of the way. <sighs> It's it's kind of that's the one thing about it that like kind of turns me off to it. It's like mm-hmm. I can sit and listen to the tones all day and like the processing that they do it's like unbelievable. But as soon as I'm like sitting there and someone's like have you heard the lyrics to like the newest yeah. you know insert the blank I'm Crazy. just like ooh yeah. But if a song doesn't have any lyrics at all like an, yeah like an it's EDM missing, song it's th- it's definitely missing something. So it's like a I I completely line. agree. Um so what would you learn the most from music school cuz I got to ask. Like <sighs> I honestly I'm making T-shirts that say "Don't go to art school." Oh, really? Um, and that's not not to say anything about the process of going to school, because I think that it was hugely valuable. And like a lot of things, were consistency. It really comes back to like the fact that it really genuinely, if you you know get it, and it's something that you know within yourself, you're like, yes, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It comes down to consistency. So like whether you go to music school or don't and, you know, invest just purely in yourself and you don't spend the money on music school. It's something that like, if you can be consistent and you really have that work ethic and Mm -hmm. like, and you, you kind of have a blueprint for, you know, what you want to get done. I think that that's that's honestly the best route because like it's still you know tens of thousands of dollars that's like that's a full studio right there or Mm -hmm. that's a feature with one of your favorite artists good fucking point if you just sat there and you watched all the youtube videos like you know to do yeah you know you really can you can get there the information is for sure out there but what i would say is that i was not a consistent person Mm. i didn't have the work ethic i didn't have that that blueprint even necessarily, like I knew I was interested in music and I dabbled with it and I was like, I get this. I, you know, I had that part of it, but there wasn't that consistent work ethic. And so I think that, you know, having someone tell you like you have to make a track a week or you have this deadline a week is rushing right when i started making edm the first night i'm like well this is the greatest thing ever i'm gonna put out a song a week i'm like a song a month is stretching it if you want it to be a really nice quality but i I totally agree and i mean especially coming down to the mix and the mastering Mm -hmm. the other stages of it it's like sometimes i can flesh out an idea in an hour Mm -hmm. and it's like There's the song, but then I'm sitting on it for another two months, three months. Spend days just gain staging. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, dude. Monoblock. That's. That's honestly what changed the game for me is like the oratone or the aventone. Can I bring it over and have you help me? Dude, me you, mix it? you won't even need help. That's what I'm saying. Like you will literally hear you're like, that is way too quiet. And you're just like, oh, snap. Yeah. Like it totally changes the game like almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So I highly, highly recommend mixing so, so what are some EDM like artists or songs that you like that would give just a general vibe? Okay, so EDM, that's super tough because I've... I now am not really, like, in the scene, like, yeah. as far as, you know, music goes. Like, I kind of stopped listening after music school, but I was, like, really into, like, Getter. I don't know if you've heard of Getter, know, but, like, Nightmare, Slander, cool. some of the guys that went to the school. Um, I mean, Skrillex, obviously, is a Don. So, like, heavier, almost dubstep. Heavier kind of, dubstep cool, stuff, nice, but yeah. also I really fuck with melodic stuff, Mm -hmm. like, I, I need it to have that, you know, musicality to it, and, like, very happy, love it, like, Um, have you heard Elenium, by chance? I have, yeah, so, like, I like that sort of stuff, okay, perfect, but I actually went to, um, camp with my buddy, William Black, um, he, I mean, at this point, I think that he's, he's, like, right under Elenium, not even, Mm -hmm. like, he, he toured with him, like, a couple years ago, but it's, it's really insane That's just like the community nutty. is so yeah. small and he went to icon as well and so it's just like crazy to see like all of the the community and like you know it's really like the next person could be someone that i went to you know school with or mm-hmm. like you know that i met at college and like That's it's cool. really insane yeah so i want to get on to where you're currently at like right now cool. with psychology and stuff like that but i'm also curious how did you have the situation from what i know you mentioned that you were adopted Yes. So like, like like, where, where is this coming from? Cause what I hear is you're like, yeah, I have a Louis Vuitton shirt and I have thousand dollar speakers. And I went to a music school. I'm like, it's, what honest, happened. It is a dream, dude. I, I, I cannot, I, I cannot even begin to describe. Like I, I honestly don't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. It's one of those things where I was adopted like at birth. Mm-hmm. And so my whole life has been with like these two angels, like literally the best people that I know. Um, and, I mean, they've raised me, you know, in Southern California. In a, nice. I went to private Jewish day school. Um, I'm biracial. You know, it's it's sort of like a crazy. Are you Jewish? I yeah. am Jewish. Nice. Yeah. So it's a crazy combination of like pretty much everything that you can possibly think of. It's yeah. like, yeah, uh, I don't I don't really know how to describe it. It's sort of like like an unbelievable simulation. Yeah. (laughs) I think think my comedy icon, uh, Eric Andre is also biracial and Jewish. Yes. I think he calls himself bluish, right? (laughs) blueish. Black and Jewish. Yep. Yep. I love Eric. He's, he's he's awesome. So that's cool. So you're in Southern California and you're like, you know what? I fucking hate it being sunny and warm every day. Might as well go to this shitty cold gray weather of Oregon. So so basically the switch happened like in 10th grade. I was totally not feeling going to this private Jewish day school was a little bit like, I think it at this point was like kind of hate crimes honestly like looking at my yearbook it was like whoa like some even though everyone there was jewish yeah okay it wasn't even like about being jewish it was stuff about being you know black and it's like Mm. little microaggressions and stuff that at the time i was like oh yeah this is just you know Bullying and like you, everyone always thinks everything's natural. I was like, like okay oh, yeah, this younger. is t- And I was like so young and didn't really understand that but I was like I need to get out of here Like I felt the need to leave and I was like perfect I'm playing basketball still like want to go play at the local, you know public school mm-hmm. and so I basically transferred out and I had only finished one and a half years of a language and so the a through G requirements or whatever for like going to like a school in California was like two years of a language Killer. and so basically I didn't finish that requirement. So yeah. I only got into the University of Arizona and the University of Oregon, but I was like planning on being like an electrical engineer oh, or what? some yeah. crazy, you know, stuff. Like I thought that I was gonna, you know, go to college and be like, yes, like super technical. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I got to the University of Oregon and was like, I don't really know what I wanna do at this point, but I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. And- yeah, so oh, then I, like I honestly found my way into psychology just being fascinated with the brain and just being fascinated with people, and like, I was like, I don't really know what else to do, but I am passionate about that and learning about people, and so... Do you like it? Because for what I went to college for made me hate I hate the it. field of what I went to college for. I hate it. Do you really... How far are you? Three years? I, I am four credits away. Yeah, so yeah. I am done. <laughs> That's like, the time where you hate it. <laughs> like, i four classes away, yeah. I mean. But yeah, so it, I, it's not even that... You know, I took so many classes that I hated. It's like as soon as I hit the point of upper division and realized that like most of the classes I was taking were like regurgitations of that same information over and over and over again. And then like as far as the research side of psychology goes, it's like though like okay, so you're having hungover college students like come to these labs in the morning and like they have to do it for credit, and then you're using these to publish papers that you're then teaching to those same students. That's exactly what made me lose all respect or a lot of respect for studies. I was a participant participant in one where I had to have an IV in my arm for Whoa. fucking eight hours where I sat on this no. thing that vibrated and they're like and you can't eat food all day but it was paying me like a grand and you know I'm not a person of money so I'm like I'll fucking take Do a it. grand and have this thing <laughs> shoved in my arm and then after the first day I'm like well that's hell so I just I would take oh, shit my phone um, oh I should probably mute mine just yeah, in case. Gee, that has never happened in a hundred and some odd episodes I'll mute it. Um, but anyway, so I just, uh, like I took opiates the, the before every future one and I'd eat, I'm like, I'm going to eat and take opiates. You fuckers. You're going to have me sit here for eight what? hours. So, but then they published it and they didn't discredit my, my no. part. So I'm like, okay, well, invalid. yeah. I'm like, how much can you really trust studies if you're paying people? Cause I'm going to do whatever, you know. I'm going to do whatever it takes to first get the money and second make myself comfortable if you're making me sick. So I'm like, you know what, you guys, I don't want this. Um, And it's like, I get that, yeah, if you do collect more, you know, data, it's like, of course, like that makes Mm -hmm. it a little bit more reasonable, but... I feel like just from, I I worked in one of the labs and like it was an attention study. And so it's like, you know, having to even be there myself, like I wasn't always in the greatest mood, you know? And like that has an effect I'm sure on, you know, all of these things, like, you know, if I'm in there and like I'm lazy or if I'm not in a, you know, that person sitting in there, like having to do this boring task, Mm -hmm. like, And they're in college, you know, they literally just got done partying. They probably didn't even sleep yet sometimes. Or they could already be prescribed Adderall. Or they could be prescribed Adderall. Have you ever taken it? I have, yes. I'm I'm on it right now. I am the biggest fan of it. Oh my, just a small amount. Like literally the tiniest, more than that, it just has negative effects. Like five milligrams of XR in the morning. Oh, that's extremely small. That's like the smallest you can possibly take. So is that like, would you compare it to like a like coffee literally or coffee or mate, but it lasts 12 hours and Ooh. i don't if i drink coffee dude i actually like almost shake no, i, I am so light-hearted like headed it's awful i can't fucking do enjoyable. that shit. i don't know if it's the sugar in the coffee or the sugar and coffee mixed together yeah it's, doesn't it doesn't work something me. about it it's yeah. not a good combo for my stomach either like so i don't, don't. go for the harder shit no. yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> like i actually uh microdose like just full-on meth <laughs> no i'm kidding just i mean i was that'd like that's, so, a no, I that's a different i, I never have never will but i just thought that'd be so you know, funny I've, to be oh, one yeah. of those people this is like just be the one advocate for meth out there it's like i don't <laughs> know it works for me <laughs> just hurt oh, God. i'm sure i'm sure somewhere but uh yeah no I, I it's not something that i've done you know it's like a handful of times yeah not a big fan um i honestly have had like I, i've had like 100 milligrams at once and that was too much. Holy shit! Yeah, like that's twenty doses of what I'm taking yeah, at once. Did like, you have a heart attack? Basically, wow. it was one of those two. Yeah, you're just on a different level yeah, of not a good time. Not that's able crazy. to breathe. Yeah, it felt like a different type of substance for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, like completely different effects yeah. than. And then like, there's other times where it's like, yeah, in college, like I've never, I've never been prescribed per se, but it was like you know, something that I would, you know, partake in, like if I had a study, you know, Mm -hmm. huge, you know, like project or something like that. And yeah, I'd say like I did that once, twice. Yeah. And that's exactly how I started is I was in college and everyone like was just in the study group. I I honestly just, I think maybe one of the reasons why I'm not really participating in like the entire scene now is like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really around any of those people. Like I'm not out partying. Like I've really just refocused, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm grinding grinding every morning now. It's you know, That's cool. Four, what time do you get up? Like four o'clock in the morning, How? 4.30. Wow. How? I'm asleep at four. No, I'm I, I, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm, it's the opposite, you know, and that's the confusing part about being creative. It's like, okay, I want to be up into the hours. Like once my brain's sort of shutting down, I feel mm-hmm. like that sort of connection with sleep, like in creativity, like I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to kind of, you know, tap mm-hmm. into that a little bit, but yeah, I feel like that zone is when I'm the most creative. So it's like having to wake up early in the morning is tough, but it also is like, I'm only up until seven 30. And if it's like from four to seven 30, and it means like, I have the potential to make a little bit of money, like yeah. in that that's like, that's what I've been doing a little now. bit of money. So what do you like, you do gig work, you mix for other people? So, or? No, I've been mixing and doing all that. But honestly, since coronavirus hit stocks, dude, like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't investing in stocks before. So, okay. Going back to 10th grade, yeah. my parents, they hired me this guru. I don't, his name was John Lai. I don't know if that's his real name or not, but he ended up like, there was the local school, like CDM. And like, he had like four or five cases of kids, like hacking into the school systems to change their grades and stuff. So he's like this, like, you know, next level type dude Mm -hmm. who's, he like taught me how to trade Forex and like stocks and stuff like that. And I, I didn't remember really even doing that or dabbling in it, like went to college, completely forgot about it. And then coronavirus hits. And one of my really good buddies is like, you need to invest in Boeing right now. And like three days later after investing, I had like seen enough of a return that I was like, I'm just going to learn how to do this. Yeah. And honestly, since coronavirus has hit, like just having that free time, dude, like that I've only been doing visuals since the beginning as well. Like yeah. I feel like it's just having those hours to literally sit and grind. And like, I haven't like, this is the first time that I've sat, you know, and like hung out with homies in like a minute, really? like especially in Eugene, it's just like, you know, because I left Eugene, a lot of my friends are no longer even here. Mm. So it's just, like, I'm here to finish my degree, and I've been grinding out. So like, you're going to be leaving in, like, four months? I, my lease is up August 10th, dude. Like, I am... What? Yeah, so but it's, you, like... Wait, so you might not even get your last four credits? No, or no, no You're no, finishing every, up your four so credits right I'm now. I'm finishing up the four credits Over on summer, right summer term, now. and yeah. everything's online still. So That's it's much sort much of, like... Fun so you're leaving in like two months two months Fuck basically uh. yeah so we have to grind dude i'm sure yeah. that we're gonna meet up and, and friday, definitely do you produce. have time friday i do yeah no dude, do you have time most days most days now it's Let's like after it. after 7 30 dude yeah. like that's what i'm saying i only 7 30 in the morning yeah, yeah. Okay. like okay. you literally just trade the i literally trade do do options or just regular? no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm i'm day trading so that's the other thing it's like it's like a silver so spoon. You got like 25 over it's, 25 it's grand. silver spoon shit dude. like i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna claim like oh yeah like i did this all myself like no way like my parents are angels. Like, okay. and they actually, you know, they invested in me finally, which yeah, is like it's, a crazy thing, you know, cool. having how'd that. how do you have a day where you lost a bunch of money? Oh yeah. Today, what today, was that like? today, today dude, so this whole week funny. it's been rough. Like, you know, but that's, it, I think that that's a part of it is like, if you're trading emotionally, it really becomes like a drainer, but so you just got to emotionally, uh, fucking dead. I, you dead, set dead principles yeah. for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, you eat it some days. Like mm-hmm. it sucks, but like, Realistically, it's like, I mean, the fact that, like, I could literally get my mom an electric mahjong table for Mother's Day. You know, it's just, like, little things like that. I have no fucking idea what that is. So, mahjong is, like... Um, like it's it's a, a game, It's right? a game, yeah. It's, like, a little tile game. And she plays with all of her friends, like, pretty often. But it's a super annoying thing once you finish to have to, like, shuffle oh, so, the tiles. Oh, so it and brings like, all the tiles yeah, in you, the middle. and It's, like, a fucking oh, nice, Vegas, yeah. you know, style. like That's it's cool. And it fully shuffles them and flips them over and, mm-hmm. like, pops them back up. and That's killer. So, I mean, it's just little things like that, you know, just being able to, like give back to my parents who have always been you know doing things yeah. for me and like helping me you know get forward so it's so fucking. Yeah, cool. no, it's it's really been. So, where are you awesome. going to go? Where are you going to go in two months? Ooh, two months, man. That's so tough. I mean, I've been looking into language school in Japan. Yeah. That is something that seems like it would be unbelievable to be out of the country. I mean, mm-hmm. just to be able to learn a language and to absorb that culture and can't bring that back. You're going from school, like music school to psychology music, to language school. Yeah. yeah. Shove them all together. Yes, ex- exactly. That's so funny. And so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, going back to your original question with uh, psychology, um, I think that that's kind of the reason. Why I ended up going through this is like, I know that it wasn't for me to sit and, you know, necessarily even right now be, you know, helping someone one on one. Like, I don't think that's necessarily the way that I'm giving back at this point in my life. I think that it's sort of being able to, like we were talking about, combine all these mediums and really, like, yeah. find a way through the music or through the film or through whatever it is, whatever medium, use that as a lens to, you know, really genuinely help people and, like, get them to realize things that maybe they wouldn't have addressed before. Yeah. So, that's yeah, so fucking cool. I think that, that I mean, that's the crazy part about it is like the whole time I was like, oh, like, you know, don't go to art school, like, mm-hmm. period, you know, don't go to school. Like, it's what, yeah. what's the point. But you say that as you're about to go to a language as school. I'm what are you to talking go to, okay, about? So, but OK, so how else do you get into Japan? Or you, I you teach? I don't want to Japan. You teach lang- okay, I don't want to be here either, though. I don't know where dude, I want to go. I th- I'm damn. thinking like Yokohama or Tokyo because nice. it's. The like the largest city in the world and the safest city in the world. Like yeah. it just seems like Tokyo is. Yeah, Tokyo, the largest. city. Wouldn't that make safest. it the most dangerous place in the world? It's the is largest. Some, some evil person were to do something. I, maybe you know. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not that conspiratorial. I don't. I mean, and if it happens, bro, like, yeah, I'm in Tokyo, like making music. At least millions of other people are going down with you. Yeah, it's. I, I really. I don't realistically think that. No. We're we're at that point. That said, the world. I, I'm trying to keep unpolitical shows unpolitical know, lately, know, but. That's a, such a large percentage of my thoughts lately, and like what I see on social it's media. Tough. It's hard to get away from it because it's just so much. It's tough. I've honestly, I'm gonna be. I completely have unplugged. Like, I mean, nice. I, I re okay. I reactivated my Instagram. Yeah. But for, I mean, it was like a good five or six days. I was like, I need to completely. Just too much. It was too overwhelming. It's like I've hit my threshold. Like. And I, I know that it's not a lot of people's intention to like be, you know, hurtful or you know, charged. But it's like you're not putting trigger warnings and stuff. And like, if I'm in a sensitive state, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I can't just be on social media because like I'll scroll and then it's like, whoa, that's a person dying right there. It's like yeah, like that's not what I came on this to do. Like, uh, you know, I love art and I'm like trying to, you know, contribute and like I I totally believe in like being aware and keeping yourself updated and all these things. But it's like that lack of sensitivity yeah. for. You know, it's a group thing. Like, everyone has their own, you know, way of processing these things and, like, just asserting yourself in that way is sort of like. Yeah. It's and it's a the lot. whole thing where it's like, just, I keep saying it on the show, I'm so sorry, people, but it's like 10 to the part of the garden you can touch. And it's like, you can't fucking touch everything in the whole world. So it's like, what, what am I doing stressing myself out at night or right the first thing in the I morning know. thinking about shit that I, I honest to God, anything i vote doesn't fucking matter anything i say or do, like nothing no effect was and that's why i'm st- i'm stopping talking about it cuz i'm like i think i have some unique ideas but at the end of the day i'm like i Agreed. say some very far left and right wing stuff Agreed. so no matter what each side kind of ends up hating you so it's like and i don't okay, know okay that's the one thing about this whole situation that i will say is that like blame i think that we're we're really having a hard time distinguishing from blame and responsibility mm-hmm. And so, like, once we put blame out, like, or, we, you know, we, we say if someone did something or whatever it is, it's like that, that offers that position for you to be defensive, like, no matter where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, really understanding that it's about, like, our responsibilities to make changes rather than about forcing blame. Yeah and well no it's to the point where i'm like man i so far just want to be on board and be like i'm far left wing but their whole agenda right now is straight white men fucking suck i'm like well i'm not gonna be on the team that says i suck can't we i'm like come on can we just have another there has to be a more realistic dialogue yeah but there's no dialogue whatsoever and here's the reason why i came to the i'm sorry people i'm gonna try to compact into five to ten minutes of political stuff. and you might hate it um (laughs) because it is kind of not necessarily something a lot of people are wanting to talk about but it's it's like the whole reason this is coming up in 2020 is the exact same reason black lives matter and everything came up in 2016 it's just like all right make black people into one issue voters like this is really coming up this year charged everything we're just charging everything no so transparency much. do you want to know the biggest way to discharge it is to break the current thing down into two different um things that i think would move both of them along further one would be police are violent, yes, ex- especially to black people, but they are violent to everyone to the point where there are videos that you could show people in Alabama of cops shooting people like young white men and show that to the, the let's just say like racist or whatever people. And then they'd be like, okay, I'm on board with police reform or defunding. Rather, they, they're purposefully making insane, a divide dude. and being like, no, show them the black people being killed. See, that's not your family and kid. Why should you care? It's like, So that's one side is the police thing. Yes, it's races involved, but if you really want change, make it non-race, like show white people, white people being killed. Yeah. And then the other one is... Because people are always like, oh, well, black, more black people are getting killed because they do more crimes. like, okay, then we need to invest in black communities. A hundred percent. Who would ever be against being like, we need to help out places that are disenfranchised exactly. so that less crime happens? Exactly. If everyone was rich, you wouldn't have to lock your car or your house. It helps everyone. Exactly. What the fuck are people talking about? But instead, people like shove them together, make them the most uh, charged phrases you can possibly make It's not make transparent. Them. There's no it's way. They, and you can't, you can't even separate them because no, we're talking about a movement, a yeah. social movement. Yeah. And we're talking about individual organizations. Organizations yep. and it's like it's intention. Yep. Everything comes down to intention. And if there's no transparency and I can't mm-hmm. see what your intent is, yeah. I don't care left or right, wherever you stand. It's like, mm-hmm. are you transparent? Like, can yeah. I can I sit down with you and like I get where you're coming from? Mm-hmm. And if it's not that way, even if you are an organization that is completely pro all these social movements which I am for, like mm-hmm. I think that it's really about transparency. It's like if you're not being transparent, it's hard for me to feel comfortable because it's like, what's happening behind the scenes? Like what's happening with that 10% that's going, what's happening with any of it? Like, I really don't genuinely know, especially if it's a blanket, you know, cover all type, you know, situation or organization where it's like, you're not donating specifically to a community. Like, that's the whole thing. Did you hear about that? Where the Black no. Lives Matter, um, one of their their like head people did an AMA on Reddit, and the top five questions that were most upvoted were like, "Hey, when we donate, how much of the money is taken toward administration fees? Um, can you give us concrete examples of where our money going? And they uh, didn't answer any of those, and they answered like, "Hey, how are you hanging up in coronavirus?" I'm like, oof. but I'm like, that could just be one example. Like, I'm sure if you go to their website, hopefully they should say it. But like a lot hopefully. of people, I'm like just i guarantee that this is gonna go away in 2021 and come back in 2024 i just hate like change needs to happen i'm 100 percent on board that change needs to happen but i really think it's a bunch of rich people like like not even like uber rich people like the coke brother now uh, (laughs) just like pitting money against like poor people who are slightly different hating each other like yeah vote for the person i want in power nothing's gonna change i mean realistically it's like money is made through fear yeah whoa that's i've never heard that yeah i mean like i mean as far as like war and all these things it's like like I don't think that those uber rich dudes necessarily need to wage war like to the same regard anymore they have uh you know this this media system that works in crazy ways that has you know completely diverts attention and it's like you know in the stock market you can make money off of stocks going down Mm -hmm. and I I don't think that that exists in a bubble you know I think that there's ways that these people are obviously profiting off of yes you know fear and change and like they they have their hands in way too much that Mm -hmm. it's like okay like I I know that this is a very, very, very important, critical issue, but I agree it's it's something that's passed this year. Yeah. It's something that's a lot bigger. It's something that includes a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of... It's a social issue. Like, it's civil rights. Civil rights. Yeah. And that, that extends to a lot of marginalized groups if we look everywhere in the world. And that's not to say... I'm not, like, saying all lives matter either. Mm-hmm. It's saying that this is one extremely important issue that we need to address, but at the same time, we're looking at something, like, from a single perspective and it's a holistic issue about civil rights mm-hmm. and and until we get to that point of making those connections like there's a lot of people that are just disconnected yeah. and until we can extend that to what's well, the biggest group of voters like I think it's 40% vote democrat 40% vote rep- vote republican 60% don't vote literally the largest amount of people tune out cuz you tune in for 10 seconds you're like holy holy crap and here's the thing if you watch left wing and right wing like spokespeople and stuff you're like both sides make a lot of sense they're like because it's obviously a million dollars goes into a one minute like thing and you're like that makes a lot of sense but if you see the very far um left and right wing people you're like you guys make no sense what's it's just i don't know but then you can't be in the exact middle and be like okay let's just not change anything the one thing that would change that i think it would help with the trans what would you transparency issue is we just need Money to not be able to buy influence. I mean, who is it? The that one person running spent a half billion dollars. Yeah, we just Just, need to see it easier. I think that that's the thing. Is if this information was accessible, like Mm -hmm. on a public level, like that it was like I wasn't searching for 30 minutes to try and find whatever it is for Mm BlackLivesMatter.com or like to try and figure out like what's going on. Like I think that if that Mm -hmm. information was readily available, like think think about how many different decisions people would make. It's like easy to go to Amazon and just throw your money. You know, at them, but like you could easily look up that same seller and, you know, buy it on their website. They're gonna give you the 10% discount because you're not going through Amazon. That is a good idea. Amazon takes, I think, 30%. 30%, exactly. But you're only getting, what, 10% off the original price? So Mm -hmm. might as well go to the seller. You know all their names. Yeah. And then you're literally just having a direct connection with them. So I, that's, I like that. you know, I kind of like make that parallel. I wouldn't say that, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, is a like Amazon, but I think that it's really a similar thing. It's like you're, yeah. you're throwing money at a, a bigger, people just need to be more local yeah, about it's, things. It's more, lo- it, it, uh, that's what it comes down speaking to. Speaking of transparency, wouldn't it be, I just thought of it, wouldn't it be funny if like on every ad, like they had to have down below the Bloomberg ad, it's like Bloomberg paid 0.4 or, you know, four cents for this to brainwash why, or whatever. It, why is it not a nutritional facts, bro? <laughs> that's so funny. Nutritional facts for all of this media shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Come on. You're getting 40% left wing, 60% right wing. Temper, you know. Look at the, what big companies are investing on both sides. So every oh, ad yeah. you could see, oh, this is who's investing where because like think about how many big, big, big you know, I, I don't know if it's a super PAC or whatever they're called. Like mm-hmm. these dudes are, you know, they're investing in every single
1: person, person from one I
0: side know, and so. you look at it, you're like, wait, mm-hmm. they don't actually give any no. shit like at all. It's mainly about yeah. Something I think else. That's what's everyone realizing. It's like it doesn't matter if it's I vote left or right. They're the same. They're the exact fucking same. Like can, maybe they're a little bit. different You can different. hedge in, in stocks. It's like you can you can bet on yourself. You know, it going down and up at the same time. You can have multiple trades going in both directions. Why straddle that sucker, baby? So with who's to say that that's not yeah. happening with this bird? Like it's the same bird. Yeah. <laughs> It's dark. See exactly. We we got into it. We we, we <laughs> kept it, it under seven minutes. I'm I'm very happy, but <laughs> it's like you got to like you just got to get it out at some point, and that's why exactly something I realized later. Like the person I've been with for three years, three and a half years, she could does she just tunes out from politics. She and I'm like you know what? More and more, I respect the fucking hell out of that to the point where I'm like. If I'd been with someone for three, you know, a long time, and I was like, I'm in the middle, and they started becoming far left or right wing, it'd be it'd be hard to have a relationship with someone that's different from you politically. It's crazy. I didn't realize that. It's like um, definitely religion. It'd be hard to date like religious or two different religious people. Agree. Um, Politics and yeah, just like a couple of things where it's like whoa, because they're just issues that you can never get to meet with. Are you religious? Um. I'm not going to be the asshole who says I'm spiritual. So I'm just going to have to say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know how everyone says that? No, I'm just spiritual, I, man. I totally. But I, I am you. like, I definitely believe I if anything, I'm almost anti-spiritual, the more or less I've been thinking. So I had this dream the other day, the weirdest dream of my life. I don't know what happened. I took a shitload of L-theanine right before, but it's just amino acids. Not even okay, a drug okay. to people. Um, And I kept having these dreams where I'd die and I'd immediately wake up in bed, but not like crazy stress, but just like, oh, my God. And I'd go back to sleep and then like someone would push me into a car and I'd wake up in bed. And I was like, is that what happens when you die? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure dying in real life is a lot more slow, agonizing pain. But I'm like, I'm starting to be very – because each one of those dreams felt so real. And it's like – I don't know, the the whole thing that doesn't make sense in dreams, it's like, oh, uh, you don't know where you came from. Okay, right now, like, where did you really come from? It's like, we don't know where humans came from, why we're here, what we're doing, where we're going. It's just like a little, it's almost like a little skit. We're in just the middle of a skit. But even the skit, like the beginning of the skit, I've already forgotten enough of it that it's like, oh, well, did that really happen? Do you really remember being seven? Not yeah, really. <laughs> do I even really remember exactly how I walked into this building? Right. Yeah. Do do I? Like, no. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't have a photographic memory. Like, and this is a PSA things... to not do drugs, like me and my guests you here, kids. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, but it's just—it's so true. Like, I mean, you're really only in this little micro frame of yeah. a an instant. That mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy, but such a beautiful thing. That I—that's I, the connection that I'm trying to figure out a little bit. It's just like between dreams and this creativity and like all of these ideas. It's like if we're just here right now. It's like where am I getting all of that? You know, from these past experiences that I like couldn't really verify mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. Pl- Especially because traumatic experiences, people say it get, get cause, gives you uh, memory damage. Yeah, like it, you just don't remember that filter. part. So It's like, okay, so we really don't know what the fuck happened to us. You know, for any emotion, you for know, any emotion, for happiness or sadness, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a filter. Yeah. Are you a crier? Are you a very emotional I, person? You said sensitive earlier, like when you're in a sensitive place, I am definitely an emotional person. Um, I think that I cry mainly for laughter. Mm. It's one of those things that like, I'm an auditory person, like for the longest time, like even formula one cars, like downshifting, just turn you on. Like, yeah, dude, I'll fucking like, (laughs) I'll start tearing up and shit. It's like, wow. Like, I'm like, that's just crazy. It's just like, that'd probably be fun to listen to on the sub pack. And also think about it for like all the like yoga, hippie, you know, sound frequency, 432, Mm -hmm. you know, Hertz type music, like the sub pack is insane. Like for meditation, dude, you yeah. literally can just hug that thing on the front of your chest, mm-hmm. like turn it the other way and literally yeah. just like zone out. Really, I'd like to try that when we're done. For people yeah. listening, he brought me uh, the backpack, a uh, sub MX2. I can't wait to get the next generation one. Dude. Honest to God, I could not be more excited, because it is, like, it's a subwoofer that doesn't make everyone around you hate you. It's perfect, yeah, especially in apartments. And um, you probably feel it more than a subwoofer, unless you're literally at a huge massive speaker. Ex- speakers. I mean, think about the amount of, you know, mass of volume of air that you have to move mm-hmm. to get your body to feel that, yeah. like, as compared to, like, oh, I have a physical medium that's doing that same thing, like, yeah the response time is also insane. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if like at a festival, like I, you haven't even really been to festivals, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. Especially not up close. I'm going to like, are you a wimp with your ears? Yes, okay. I am. Everyone gives me shit, dude. I've literally been at concerts where people are like, take out your fucking earplugs. Just wear your earplugs. Just wear them. Dude, no. It's not even funny. People literally try to guilt you to take them out. I'm it's, like, I'm enjoying it. It's this. not cool. It's, it's not, not cool. like, it's like the same thing as cigarettes. Like, it's going to be like 2040 and all these kids that are Tinnitus. like EDM. Yeah. And, well, I don't even like, <laughs> they might even go deaf. Like yeah. who, you're, you're standing that close to one of those things that are powerful fucking like powerful. and when you really learn about like especially at one of those big venues if you're mm. right up there yeah. for even more than 15 10 minutes That's that even a is time. damaging yes Extr- like yeah we're, we're not gonna be like osha fuckers about this but no. here's the one thing you know that uh, flume song diss something where it like has that ee- really high pitch yes dude would that blow your fucking eardrums out of the concert i've been so designed. oh fuck what's the name give me a second you know designed. you know what i'm thinking of right uh, it's on his new stuff right or the high? my name is uh flume or is this an older one no it, it's it's um you know what i'm probably not going to be able to find it you know what i'm gonna right might as well yeah people are just already bored out of their minds flume uh what's disclosure where goes the... right this high pitch wouldn't that blow your eardrums out? Because the high pitched ones are the ones that actually hurt your ears. I hope that for his set, his live set, and his engineering not like that. I hope. I mean, I've seen him live, and it, his music's definitely different through his live set, which oh, is cool. Yeah. It's it's definitely a cool, cool performance, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. With, I mean, with that song. Yeah, I would. I would definitely try and EQ that shit yeah. down. Well, that's the whole point of the song. It's like, oh, it's different. No one throws in a high-pitched fucking like whistle Little, tone yeah. into it, so it's definitely really fun to listen to. But at a concert, if you didn't have earplugs in, I'm like, that's making people deaf. There, yeah, no. There are moments. I mean, like Coachella moments, 2014, you where been like to Coachella. I honestly, nice. I was. That's kind of what. Got, that was my first festival, 2013 Coachella. Like. Nice literally remember getting onto one of like the little shuttles, like from 13 or 14. you uh, I want to say 13. Cool. cool. Nice. 13. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, my first experience, like I, I didn't know what trap was like, mm. it was like, what is trap? Like I, I was getting on like the little shuttle to the Eugene airport, like about to fly down to California and like, remember someone saying like, what is trap? Yeah. And like, that was just like one of those things. And then, you know, open my, eyes to pretty much everything i hadn't really seen like even guitars played live like to that regard so it was like and so so you were taking substances at that time i was what'd you take how was okay it? How was so experience? it started out with flying lotus i think like two weeks before coachella or something like that and i had taken mdma for the first time wow. for the first time nice. yeah That's and cool. so flying lotus changed my life that guy Wow. Yeah, no, that that was like the, my first experience. And so then Coachella, I don't know if I actually did it. You know what? I don't think I did any drugs at Coachella. No. Wow. Okay, that's surprising. The first year, no. Yeah. But I have I mean, there have been a year or two on the polo field that are blurred together at this point from mm-hmm. substances. So yeah. I, like Greek gods in the sky, you know, like full like javelin, oh, like wow. some crazy stuff. Yeah, um, yeah no, Coachella, that's hilarious. as far as like the intermingling of just like every type of music that i think is what really opened my eyes like because it wasn't something where i was like super duper in like i didn't know what edm really was and but you know don't because it's so broad honest to god when you say edm it is so broad i mean at this point what is not electronic yeah good point i mean the 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 dance music part arguable like electronic music Mm -hmm. yeah electronic music it's it's everything. everything yeah so I, I don't know except you with your fucking moo that's so badass so. dude it literally is it changes the game having something physical in front of you instead of having to go back and tweak patches and oh, all that man. kind of stuff changes the game but yeah that so, said do you have serum i do serum's yes. a game changer as well of course steve duda yeah the man he's a homie if you've his interviews i highly recommend oh, too I haven't he, watched it he has a lot of really cool information nice. he's straight to the point. I love that guy. It's like that he goes on Reddit all the time. Like he'll literally just reply to people on the exactly. serum subreddit. It's like, what? That's a homie move. Exactly. He actually taught at the school that I went to for like the first few years. Yeah, oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't get to you know meet him or anything like that, but he he definitely was involved. Which, I mean, What's, everyone at EDM yeah. school uses What I've really learned is that the more you get into plug like VSTs and shit, you're like, this just gets expensive. I mean, I got like Sausage Fatener and Endless Smile from... Dude. The, I got the Cable Guys pack and yes. I got serum and then I'm like, I gotta stop. I want to get you know Saturn and all these other shit but it's like a hundred dollars for a a saturator like come on fab filter is worth it is it at least pro q3 yeah like the equalizer you it's that much better than just a a standard okay if i mean for me like the melodic stuff like having the little piano at the bottom that you can pull up and like you can like eq things to the frequency of your song so if you know you know it's e flat you know Mm -hmm. or whatever it is like then you can literally go in and at that note you know, draw an EQ in. And yeah. it's like, it just makes your mixes so much more harmonious. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I mean, EQ8 is a game changer. I don't know if you use Ableton. Um, I'm a logic guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, okay. So there, I mean, the built-in EQ, even for logic, it's like, that's an amazing EQ. I think that EQ or Pro-Q3 is just like on steroids. Nice. And so if I came over with my laptop, could I, could I mix at your place? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Cause I, think, I was thinking, I'm like, you don't have logic. I probably can't just open I up I have a file. logic. I just... Okay, so the last time that I used Logic was for the the short film that I worked on. You made a short film? Yeah, you worked so, on it I worked on a short film. So my director friend Shelby, who's up in Vancouver, um, she like applied for like an international film festival like type situation. So we we did a short horror film back in 2018. Okay, or yeah, I think like late 2019, early or late late 2018, early 2019. Yeah, um, yeah, we worked on this like 15 minute long film. It's like a, a short horror, and it. Uh, it was very intense. It's, like, about this girlfriend who uh, goes insane in a bathroom and, like, turns into a monster and, like, eats her boyfriend. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's intense. That's my exact kind of point, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's intense. Um, but, yeah, so we finished that, and I was like, oh, my God, I I've put, like, 100 hours into this. Like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. But cause like I don't use logic, you know? So just like you put a hundred hours, just into the audio portion of that. Yeah. And like, what? I, yeah, man. Like it was, a, it was rough. It was, it was a Crazy. lot of work, but honestly I, I was like, I hate this. I hate this. Like even got friends help to like, you know, I was at music school at the time. So it was like having like the buddies come over and we all worked on it. And, so we finally came up with the end product and like i didn't expect anything from it like i was like all right this is just going on the shelf mm-hmm. and then like for the past like 2 months we've won three awards and we've got like special mentions from these short film festivals that's and like really cool. indie short awards yeah. and so it's just been like holy cow like just like literally no expectation and then all of a sudden a year almost a year and a half later i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah you win an award like like the director right. wins an award like the whole film gets a mention it's just like holy crap like yeah, that's really cool. um yeah but that's like So that's what I was saying about the cinematic stuff of music, too, and, like, why I went to the, like, electronic school is, like, I have all of these, like, you know, sort of more slow, like, kind of, like, progressive ideas, like, for, you know, film, and it seems, like, more long-winded, like, that type of music. And so, like, being able to shorten it, you know, and, like, compress it into something that is danceable is just, like, a challenge for me. Out of curiosity, so you're someone who really don't... Like, you don't have to specifically do, like, a job or be somewhere in life. Like, you could be anywhere. Like, why do you do the things you do instead of just being, like... I'm going to live just okay. on Hawaii in a small apartment, you know, Costa Rica, dude. Like nice. that's what I was saying. Like it literally could be like that. Like I, I was there in December for a month. I lived there from like April of last year until the end of June. Yeah. Like I was there for three months. Like I w- I've been literally dipping my feet out there. Like yeah. I'm so close to being gone. And it's, yeah. I would mean, you it's, it's, would you get one of those houses where people can come over and just live with you for a while? And just yeah, like, dude, that's I yeah. literally, I took a, like a class a landscape architecture class at U of O this term, just like had an extra elective. Yeah. And I, it's like, for building tiny homes and like, you know, exploring different means of, you know, sustainable living. Mm-hmm. And so just applying all of those kinds of principles to like, you know, I love to like right now I have like 80 plants in my house. Like I just like, nice. I love growing plants and like being able to propagate them and all that type of stuff. So you know what I'm growing this year? What poppies baby? Oh snap. Legit, I poppies. have had a very bad experience with, uh, what happened? It, that's what you eat correct like you can go to the store and they come in the little pat like yeah yeah okay so poppy seeds puking rainbows oh wow like within like f- like 15 or 20 minutes wait what do you mean rainbow just like, like it, or it's psychoactive correct is, are we th- oh, talking so about the- poppies are just opium okay so what am I, I totally didn't get that kind what am i thinking of there is a certain type of flower that you can just eat like is it not like uh not syrian roost seeds but it's um Oh fuck! I know exactly where it's almost. It's LSA. It's yes, not LSA. LSA. Look, yeah, yeah. So morning that, glory seeds. Morning glory seeds. Okay, that's you're literally I know on about it today, drugs, dude. Rick so Rubin. Morning glory seeds. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, dude, that's yeah. But okay, so I was thinking of morning okay, glory yeah, yeah. seeds. I was puking rainbows. Those be really? If you don't extract them, right? I'm pretty sure they have yeah, um, no, some sort of toxin no, in them. Actually. No, no, bueno. boy, no. Yeah, yeah, so don't do that Yeah, no, poppies. And I totally didn't get these kind of poppies, but those are the ones <laughs> that, like, opium comes out of. Gotcha. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm just growing them just because they're beautiful and they're really fun. And I got, like, I have tons of plants. I literally have, uh, like, I think five or ten different kinds of trees, like a coffee tree, a tangerine tree, in my, like, in my bathroom. What? Under a light. And they used to be in my room, but, like and people are like, oh, you can't keep trees inside, Yeah, but I can and I am and I'm super, there, yeah. you're seeing growth yeah. and stuff like yes, that. Like, and I've, I've had them, um, I've had the great white oak for like three years now. I've holy had, crap. They're cool. I've had the coffee plant for two years. I, I need to see this dude. I, I want to see your light setup too because that's the one thing that I've noticed is like I was trying to grow some actual like vegetables inside, like some <clears> kale <throat> and like broccoli yeah. and I, I like built this like entire like, I bought one of those like, you know, things from Home Depot, like the giant shelves and like there's like a fish tank on the bottom. Like oh, wow. I'm using like the water from the fish tanks like wow. water the plants yeah. like i'm starting to like you know i want to implement all that stuff so that when i do you know eventually have that little place wherever yeah. it is in costa rica hawaii That so like you do that how do you move like you have i mean two massive speakers you have an aquarium how are you going to get this shit to the next place you Dude, go i you're you're asking me <laughs> uh that is one of the greatest questions right now um guess you to figure have to stay out how here to, for another how year to today. consolidate no yeah. seriously though i mean i at this point i think that I mean, with coronavirus, it's sort of, I mean, that's a whole nother issue. It's like, fuck. Yeah, you're going to try to move right like, yeah, now, yeah. come to a different country yeah, right could, now. Like, I mean, good luck. I'd go to New Zealand. They don't have any coronavirus. That's what I'm, I mean. Japan only has like, they have like a thousand cases or something like that nice. in Tokyo. So it's like, I mean, basically as many cases as all of Oregon right now, yeah. but they have like three times as many people, four times as many people. I'm happy we're in Oregon because Oregon's been pretty good about coronavirus, oh, but yeah. it's embarrassing to be the United States right now Oof. with how we handle this. Come online. Laughable. It's laughable it's not laughable, you were living here, yeah, no, we're here and I mean, laughable people are in Canada I don't want to say laughable because it's like there are real people involved in this, yeah. but at a certain point it's just like how how ignorant can we be like what is mm. like I feel like there was a different way that we could have approached this for sure, yeah, um I mean especially looking at other other places like other like, places yeah, <laughs> I know, oh, it's funny, I actually haven't talked about coronavirus in so long on the show because me and a lot of people like. Dude, Joe Rogan just kept spouting off about it. And and any a podcaster who talks about uh, coronavirus, it's like, you're just spouting off shit, bro. You don't, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So You're obviously just talking about shit you heard in a slightly different way. Yeah, there's really no point. That's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, so, so if you don't, there, there's no chance that you're going to stay here longer than two I, months. I mean, realistically, if I can get out of the country, if they opened up that border, bro, like mm-hmm. I am putting a lot of things on Craigslist. I am donating some stuff and consolidating and getting out like, I would really don't open the border. Like, would you still move to a different part of I think that if no, no, no. So if I mean, it's just like, what's the point of like spending that extra money to just to travel, just to then move to then move again. Yeah. So I think that yeah, that's the thing is like, right now with this lease, like, I would prefer to not be paying, you know, for an apartment. So like, I've been looking at land literally in Oregon, that's, you know, acreage. Mm -hmm. And I've been really considering, you know, even having a small place here, because like, there's, A really cool community as far as music that I think is totally untapped, especially Mm -hmm. like just geographically. Like, who knows with all of this craziness? Like, when that reopens and when we all you know can have those Mm -hmm. events again. But I don't know. I feel like this place is really, really amazing. I've had so many musicians on the show that I'm all like, "You're really good. You're actually good." You know. That's what I'm saying, and it's just like there's not there's something that's missing in the, the town that's like keeping probably a hundred people from being like, you know, a a step up or like, you know, the next level of their musicianship. Like, but I think making 20 bucks instead of two cents a year, (laughs) but it's like, you know, there's so many of us and like building that community out seems like it could be a really awesome, you know, opportunity Mm -hmm. too. like, just, I've been here, you know, my whole adult life. So, you know, having those types of connections and friends and being able to, you know, give back to this community would be great. Like I was talking about with, you know, like records, like it would be really cool if we could actually print our own records up here and like there was a smaller scale, like we could, you know, reach out to those types of people, but like that's, you know, that's not happening right now. And even in the Pacific Northwest, like, I mean, in LA, like I think one of the biggest plants for that, like is it burned down or something last year. So like, I mean, yeah, I feel like records just right now it's like, I I really love records, as you can can tell, tell. like it's it's really important to me. And just like that physical medium and like synesthesia, like having that blend. And like when artists do it right, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like that's a totally different thing, like looking at this album and like that story. So I think that, yeah, it's really, really important. It would be dope to like have that for a community. And uh, so I think that, yeah, that side of things if I, there's so many ideas, God, dude, see, this is why there's I don't so want many you to move, like hearing about you. And like, I'm like, we can make music together and there's, stuff like this. I'm I like, don't, please don't move. I mean, and that's the thing is like, it seems like as soon as I set my intentions and like, I started just like literally like in the last month, dude, I've just blocked people. Like, I just realized yeah. like, it's really like about like, like I know what I'm trying to do. And like, I know where I'm going and I know like a lot of these people, like I've given so many chances, dude. And I'm just like at this, what, what makes you block people? I mean, at this point, like, okay, so chances for what, what are people doing? I mean, it was, it was really like a close friendship where I, like I had a roommate and we were living together and it just ended up not working out because we have these ideas and we, you know, we like all of these things that we're talking about. It's like, oh my gosh, like we have this, you know, ability to brainstorm and come up with all of this, but we were never actualizing. And it's been Mm -hmm. three years and like, I'm helping you out and like trying to, you know, provide like a, you know, it's like the one thing, like I'm saying, it's like, I don't know how I got into this circumstance where like my whole life is very lucky right now. It's it's unreal (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and so like that's one of the things it's like i really love to be able to you know like I've gotten provided an opportunity that like not many people get to. So it's like, as soon as I, you know, can help someone or see that they have like, you know, some potential, it's like, I'm trying to invest in my friends too. That's cool. You know? And like, I'm like trying to build a community, dude. Like I'm trying to do the visuals. I'm trying to get other people involved, you know, as far as visual artists, like, you know, even working with painters and then doing like the projection onto like an actual piece of art. Yeah. Like just everything. So, so cool. Yeah. That's gotta feel so hopeless for you just putting that much effort in. Like, I mean, how many people have you met that actually meet you halfway? it only has, ha- like, literally the roommate that I have right now yeah. is, like, the first, you know, actual, like, it was an acquaintance. He, like, he brought me a Moog the first day that he met me, and he, like, he was, like, uh, he saw my visuals on Instagram, and, like, he didn't even know a thing about me. And you just moved in? Didn't expect any. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't quite that oh, fast. okay. I was like, no, 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 no. It was, Here's like, a fr- a It started out as, like, no, 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 as, <laughs> like, a friendship, of course, but, like, basically, it was just one of those things where, like, I had finally set my intention, blocked all these people, and was, like, I really don't have time. I only have time for people that are investing in themselves first. And Mm -hmm. like this dude, like he didn't even want to hit me up because he was like, yo, like I really value your work. And like, I want to be able to like pay you first Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff. And so like, he's literally the first person that's met me in the middle. Like he happened to like quit his job and then was like, selling his Moog, like, so that he didn't have to, you know, like, you know, work for that month yeah. and like figure things out. And then like had met him. And then like, so I paid for that month of rent and then he came over, we started working on music together and it's like been That's the so most, cool. literally the most synergistic stuff. Like, yeah. like I'm saying, dude, it's like a movie. Like, I don't even know what, how what, to what role did, or like what music does he is? Cause you said you were looking for a drummer and a guitarist. So, so if you're plays, keyboard, he does, he plays guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And he also does vocals. He's really, really talented. It's killer. Um, so it's just been, what's one his, of, name? his name? His name's Max. I think okay. you actually know him. I think we've Max talked what? about him Max McLaughlin. Yeah, I, I'm following yeah, him Yeah, you follow yeah, him on Instagram. That's so funny. Nice. And so, yeah, he came over. oh yeah, that's how I came across you. Yeah, probably. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so, nice, cool. yeah, basically, like, so this dude, like, epic, I don't know him personally. I just have known yeah, of him yeah, through yeah. a friend, yeah. But epic guitar player, like, young Santana vibes on, like, the first track that we're working on. Like, wow. it's just, like... Some of like the melodies that he's writing, I was just like, "Wow, this is like the per- like I had like the full beat essentially like ready to go, mm-hmm. and like he came over and like within I want to say like 15 seconds he's already like plugged in and like jamming out to the song, wow. and then I'm just like hitting record and it was like boom, we get this and like yeah. instant you know synergistic like I've never had that type of connection, especially like someone that like the whole first interaction that we had is like he gave me an offering like he he brought me my first synth you know that's cool and so it was just like wow that's really insane um and so like i i just immediately was comfortable with him and like we've been grinding dude like every single day we're making music like a track a day two tracks a day wow. obviously not finished stuff but just yeah. like fleshing out yeah, ideas there's literally not a way to make a good like no, a really good yeah i'm track not even going to try day. and say yeah. like oh yeah like yeah. I, but no I threw it's a just a fucking isotope on it as a master yeah right that kind of yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah dude it's just like it's been amazing cuz it really it came down to like one of those things where like you don't really believe in it you're like yeah i can like you know keep making exceptions for people or i can keep you know you know giving but the benefit of, of the doubt people you wouldn't just be like all right we're no, going to go a okay, different way so you it's been people. it's been years and also i mean a lot of it comes down to like everything that's going on recently with Uh-oh, you yeah. know i you know one of the first music people that i worked with like a singer said some stuff that really just like it was like unacceptable to me, so I was like, "I'm not gonna like, you know." Like what? Like I mean, just because you're <laughs> a Southern, and if you don't want to get into it, that's like. I mean, I don't. It's it's. A I'm just gr- curious. Like, what, what would someone say that you'd block them over? Okay, so ba- basically, like on Instagram. Okay, you, can you cut this? Is that cool? Do you want, we can just cut right now. We just hit an hour. We just talk off air. Cool. Lots of love, people. Well, Suck a dick. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> love you all. Very, thank, thank, thank you very thank much. Thank you listening. so much, dude. Do you want I to really... shout out your, your stuff? I'll link Honestly, it. there's no links to even shout out right now. I was here just to have a talk with Tiger. Nice. Dude. I fucking loved it. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you. Lots of love. Thank Take you care, else. everyone.